Are you about to spend tens of thousands of dollars on custom cabinets but are using an amateurish kitchen design? You'd better call Paul. Hi, Elizabeth. Can you hear me? I sure can. Welcome to our podcast. So I have well, your thanks for design. having me. Sure. I have your design in front of me. Did you have a specific question you wanted to ask first? Do you want me to comment I, on it? Or? Um, if, you, if you'd comment on what you think of um, the design in general, that was one question. Does it look okay. like it's functional? Sure. So I'm, I'm looking at it. And I, I don't, they're all floor plans that you sent in. I didn't see any elevation. So do you know how high your ceilings are? Yes, 109 inches. It's a home from 1890. So 109 inches, which is 100, really 108 inches. So in this design, yes. it looks like what they're doing is something, I can't see the profiles. Are they doing this with just big giant doors or are there little cabinets on top and bigger doors below? Um, Big giant doors. I believe they're forty-six inches high. Forty-six. That, that, forty-six. That, that that would be a silly thing to do. I would think. So that's the first thing. Is that's okay. not gonna. It's not gonna look good, and it's particularly okay. not gonna look good because you have a lot of narrow cabinets. So yeah. these, okay. the you know, all of these big, tall, narrow doors are are gonna look ridiculous. So and they're all gonna warp. Okay. By the way, too probably. <laughs> So I would say that if okay. you're going up to 109 inches, the, the only way, and, and by the way, you're paying as much money as if you got stacked cabinets. You probably, you could be paying a whole lot more money than if you got stacked cabinets because there are okay. some less expensive cabinet brands that would sell 36 inches, 36 inch wall cabinets and 24 inch wall cap, yeah. excuse me, and 12 inch wall cabinets, all the sizes that you need so that you could stack the two on top of each other. And then you'd have the little cabinets on top and the 36 inch cabinets below, and it will look much more proportional. And then these doors won't warp and you wouldn't necessarily have to be in a custom cabinet brand. And okay. I always think that, you know, you have in this picture, this gigantic beam that's running right through the middle of your kitchen. Yeah. So yeah. before you, start getting custom cap and how low is this beam coming down because it's um it'll only it'll only be like four inches so it'll the crown molding is five inches and right. so um it'll only be in part of the the crown molding okay so the actually in this picture they have you getting 46 inch high cabinets which would mean that you're Crown mold. So I guess maybe in this, the, the first design I got with the 46 inch cabinets, they've got, I guess, crown molding and everything staying underneath the beam. I guess that was why they went 46. Whereas, or I'm not really quite sure, but if you're going to 109 inches, you would want your cabinets to go up to 48 inches and then have a seven inch crown molding on top. Okay. And it would be a stacked crown molding so that one piece would be okay. a flat piece and then the other piece would ride up and down on it. But when I ever see a, a big giant beam coming through the middle of a kitchen, that's really going to ruin the, a lot of the aesthetics of your kitchen. The question is, is you're getting yeah. such expensive cabinetry because you're getting custom cabinetry. Is that why, why spend money on that and not spend a little bit more money on construction first? 
and get the weird thing out of the room the way that um, you would have. They couldn't. They well, since the house is from 1890, mm-hmm. they could not recess the beam any further in up than well, they did. Yeah, when, that is, you know, that's only because they it, haven't but, thought of a way to, to, to do it. So there, there's lots of different things that they could do. I mean, if they couldn't really? recess it, you know, the, the one thing that they could do is instead of having the beam go, I mean, this, this beam in the picture is coming out of nowhere before it starts going across your kitchen. You could first off have a beam that goes from like the, the wall that comes out next to the refrigerator that sticks out. That's also sort of strange, right? That wall that's sticking out there could have a beam going all the way across to the other side of the room over the doorway, I guess it would end up on the other side of the room. And then you could then have that be the main beam. And then this beam would just be from that point of that beam to the other one. Or if I'm- Um, The beam is, it's already there. That construction is already complete. The beam is already in place. I think if it's me, maybe what I do, is lower my whole ceiling, right? If the thing comes down four inches and you lowered your whole ceiling down to four inches lower, then you now don't yeah, have, that's, that's you have no weird, you have no weird things happening in your kitchen. And so yeah, I always, that's, an, that's, that's a good idea. I, that definitely can be done. I didn't even think about that. So I always say that the first thing you try to do before we even start designing the kitchen or as we're designing the kitchen, is we want to defunkify your house. So, you know, okay. funky, whatever money you spend, <laughs> end up with funky, you're, you're, it, it, you're not going to get full value from that renovation. In fact, you'll, you'll really get okay. only a tiny fraction of the value. You could, and the other thing that's very difficult too, to give you really expert advice, is that whenever somebody sends us kitchen designs, the kitchen designers never, you know, unless they work for us, our kitchen designers always show us the whole area that's really part of the kitchen. So the rest of this room, you must have a table, I think, in back of your island or something that's there. Um, No, there's, there's a wall. There's a chimney that can't be removed. So Um, what happens with with this? So what's on the bottom of the picture? It's just a wall that the contract, Um, the designer didn't put in with doorways in um, it or the direct, the directly across from like um, where the so, sink is. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Yes, well, they have a wall that comes out a, 60 inches, but then it's just a yes. big, huge open and space. A chimney. And then there's a, a chimney, chimney. right? And there's a chimney after the 60 inches. Then it's just open. That's a walk, a walkthrough. Like and then what's after the, the walkthrough? It's just a hallway and then... Um, um, yes, then there's like um, an open area that leads to the outside. Okay, well, I outside. think you really, for us to really give you good advice, we would need all okay. of that information because you, is there a formal dining room in your home somewhere? Um, it's on the other side if we want it, like on the other side of that chimney back that way. So you don't really have, you've got this big kitchen and you've managed to, to, to put an island in it. Again, if you listen to our podcast, I always say this over and over again, but if you go to a restaurant and you ask to sit at a table, you, you, know, you say, we'd like a table for my party of four. And the restaurant says, 
well, you have to wait a half an hour for a table, but we can give you seating at the bar. Almost everybody's waiting a half an hour. So your kitchen right. is very undesirable to most people because the only place you wow, can okay. sit in it is at an island. And everybody can't That's face true. each other. And only a couple of people can face each other. And then, the, the you know, I, I guess in the original design, I don't know where. That's that's because you got the two windows on the angled wall. Is that like doors, sliding doors, or something uh, on to the right of those double windows? Or what's what's that opening? Um. On, there okay so there's two the two windows yes and then the there is a french, french yeah there's wall. a french door that goes out to a deck i think what like you really french... want to do with this kitchen is redesign it so you have an eat-in area which is probably what it is now that you've you know decided that you wanted an island and then you put an island in that you can eat at but now the rest of this stuff is people can't sit facing each other and the french door should really probably be sliders so that they're not opening into the space so that you you know you can't really use it if it was a sliding french door instead of a french door that opened you could have a table there and it, it wouldn't be bumping into anybody if you were opening the slider to get out to the deck you could have a screen door and your doors wouldn't be folding and need to fold back and get out of the way of the table right it, that, was <clears throat> that was the original eden that was the original eden yeah, before they took down the wall. Yeah, you know, I just think some version of that would work better, and then you could possibly still have an island. the The first thing I do is I lower the the door that's to the left of your sink. Now that goes. That's where, where does that go? Uh, that goes. That's a stairway that cannot be changed. That goes upstairs. That's so that's like a uh, a maid's quarters or something like that. It's just um, another way, but it just makes a really quick turn into the main staircase. Um, oh, okay. But we don't want to shut that because otherwise you'd have to come from the kitchen on way over on the other side of the house and come through the living room and dining room. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just think that this is this whole design looks essentially like what it is. It looks like here's the space I have and here's how I've jammed a lot of stuff into it that I want. And, you wow, know, whatever this... Good advice. Whatever the sacrifices that you have to make to make it normalized, whether that to get at yeah. a table or maybe if you close this, got rid of the staircase too, the second staircase, you'd have that inconvenience, but suddenly then you'd have continuous countertop around that corner. And then your table, you could have a table and an island and other things. But just the decision-making of how you arrived at this design is exactly what I said. This is a space. I'm not changing my space. I'm putting, you know, I have this beam coming across. I'm just going to throw all these things in. And it really looks like that. Wow. And, you know, if you put the island in, if you put the sink in the island and you centered the stove, once you lowered your ceiling, if you made the island deeper and put the sink in the island and centered the stove on the back wall and maybe put a pantry in the corner and the refrigerator, and you could make with the refrigerator area, bar area, those wouldn't have the sink in front of the window. They'd have the sink in the island. You might even have told the designer you didn't want a sink in the island, but you didn't realize that the result of maybe not doing that design 
was that it sort of looks very forced. It really, it really, and, and that's the definition of it not, you know, no one's photographing a kitchen that looks like, it looks like it's sort of forced into the space. You want it to seem like, oh my goodness, okay. it's always been this way. This is the way it was meant to be. And so how you accomplish that is going to require some sacrifices, right? You can't, you can't let your desires drive the design. You sort of have to let your space drive the design. And you make the best use of the space. And then that's the best kitchen for it, really. And I, I think so that- So would you uh, eliminate? I, well, that's the thing would is it's eliminate? hard for me to give you really good advice without knowing exactly how far back. Because the first thing I think I would do is if I had the whole space that you have with the walkways and everything else, I would first put a table in it so that I could have an eat-in kitchen so that my home wasn't, I wouldn't have to advertise my home as no eat-in kitchen, right? <laughs> that I could actually have okay. an eat-in kitchen or have the island have a, a table attached to it or do some way where people could all face each other, at least on three sides. And really at an island, okay. that's let so much less desirable. But I can't really do that because I don't have all the dimensions. So I see the chimney okay. that's there, but I just need to know what's on the bottom, what's on the bottom of the, the of this room, so that I can plan the rest of the space. Okay. All and, right. Um, and then you know what cool. else? If you're lowering your ceiling to eight feet, whatever, to 104 inches or something like that, you could also get. 42 inch high wall tablets, which are standard. And then you could get, right. they'll go to 96 and then you could have eight inches of molding on top. And then all of a sudden your price of your kitchen just went down 10,000 or $12,000 because now you've got wow. standard size cabinetry and larger, nice right. moldings all going up to a ceiling that's flat. Okay. So, that's, I mean, it's just, the that's the way I start. Where I start is leveling my sure. ceiling so that it's normal, getting rid of the big giant doors, reducing my, my cabinetry to standard sizes. Then if you want to get expensive cabinets, you still can do that, but it's still the price of your kitchen right. dropping significantly, but you actually could be in a much more reasonable cabinet brand. And then I, re I rethink the design second, but do that first. And if you want to rethink the design, if you can get the designer or somebody to get the rest of the measurements for this whole space to us, then we could really come. Yeah, they have it. Yeah. Okay. So they have it. Put it in the picture. I have all that. Okay. So yeah, you put it in the picture. Like if you're one of our designers, we can't review anybody's work unless they give us the right. whole space. So you get you get in trouble. Well, you you know if you keep on doing it, you're going <laughs> to get fired eventually. But if you're not sending us all the spaces, we can't check your work. And not only that, the computer can't check your work. So if we don't have the back wall yeah. there so that all the, the measurements all meet each other, you never know if the designer made a mistake measuring. But once you have the whole open space around it, then you'll know the walls won't meet, right? They won't align okay. if the designer made a mistake measuring. So it's, it's also, a, not only does it allow us to be able to judge the design from our designers, but it allows our designers to have their measurements checked by the computer. So none of that is happening in this design because it doesn't have four walls. Okay. My that, wife can tell you she's heard from my office. She's heard many mm -hmm. times me screaming, where's the fourth wall? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. that would lead into my next question is that yeah. 
we're obviously feeling like the designer doesn't have a lot of experience and with kitchens but we didn't really know that until now when we started this process in November so it's mm -hmm. a little frustrating that we don't have a final kitchen yet so what would be expected with a design presentation is like a 3d image or a colored image with all the sizes and things of the cabinetry like a normal expectation for a presentation or is that exceeding no. normal you should that's what you should well she's designed it in 2020 so she should be able to show you if we don't give out the plans and the drawings and the views to our customers until they pay us a whole bunch of money. Right. They have to put 20% right. down, but we show them to them, the right. customers for $150. So they just have to pay $150. Yeah. We'll measure, we'll do all the designs. We'll have a few appointments and then, you know, hopefully get the kitchen pretty close to the way it's going to be. But you want to see it in three dimensions and in color and, and everything else. That's That should be the software this designer is using does that. They never showed it to you that way? Nope. Well, it's, it's actually their nope. computer does it. So I don't know why they wouldn't show it to you. Maybe uh, they gave okay. you the one thing that the floor plans that are the, the one thing that's sort of in some respects the most valuable, but it, it doesn't really help you right. visual, visualize it. No, not at all. It doesn't. Matter of fact, I just cut out paper drawings of it and put it on my wall to see what it would try and figure out what it looks like because right. I just don't have really a good idea. So is know, this a Lowe's or a Home Depot or someplace? No, it's not. It's a high. Oh, actually, it can't be a Lowe's because um, you got custom cabinetry. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's not. And it's um, and it's hard because we're remote. My husband's retired military and this is like a forever home. We're moving for the 16th time. Um, and we're doing where, this remotely from Washington, D.C. And where and, are you? Um, it's just really hard. Um, the house is going to be in Rhode Island. It, the house is in okay. Rhode Island, but we're in Washington, D.C. Okay. And um, just trying to do this remotely is difficult. We try and go once a month to check on it and mm -hmm. see. But, um, yeah, it's a lot. It's really a lot trying to figure it out. person is obviously quite very, very much an amateur. Just like with the refrigerator area that you've got. They have these two panels on the side of the refrigerator and then the refrigerator yeah. sticking, sticking out by itself. So even our office administrator here that's sitting next to me and she's in the process of becoming a kitchen designer, she knows that the first yeah. thing you do if you're a kitchen designer is put all the tall, deep things, if you can, in a corner. And that what you don't do is have the refrigerator sticking out and then some cabinetry on the left side of it. And then another bunch of cabinetry on the right side of it that you're creating this funny different space with two countertops. So what you want to do is so probably put a so pantry. You, you put a pantry on the left side of the refrigerator, put a pantry on the left side, so it would all be closed in and the refrigerator would look built in. And you'd and you'd maybe have the pantry be a little bit narrower, so you had a little wider cabinetry for the countertop area on the right side of the refrigerator. And then your refrigerator doors would open. And they wouldn't open across a countertop and you wouldn't have this difficult nook that if you stood at and tried to use every time somebody opened the refrigerator they would hit you with the door you would then have the, the door just cover the pantry when the door opened but it's it's sort of like kitchen design first step of kitchen design you wouldn't do that so this person probably hasn't been doing it very long for at all mm. Well, the pantry is that 36 inches next to the um, to the chimney. So you do see that like 36 inch space 
next to what you're referring to. It's like the next wall over. The next That's wall the over. Pantry. The, you mean yeah, in, so you mean there's a me. there's a pantry in that in that room on the on the other side of the gym. Yes. So it's flush to the wall and then it says 36 and a fourth inch then you go into that and that's the pantry. Oh, you mean there's a doorway with that 36 and a, a, a quarter inches? Yes, there's, there is. There's like a, at 32 inches, there's a doorway. Like, they don't even have a doorway. It's not just, there yet. I'm saying she, but I'm, yes. I'm guessing she doesn't even have a, a door there. No. So yeah, so even if you had a door there, still doesn't matter. There's no reason for a countertop being there. Just put a, put a pantry cabinet on the left side of the refrigerator. And then you don't have that funny space there. And if you have a door to the pantry there, that's fine. But, but when you're getting custom cabinets, I mean, I could design this kitchen if you lowered the ceiling in a really nice cabinet brand when, and all of your cabinets would be under $15,000. So why you're spending maybe $30,000 on custom cabinets and getting this very convoluted design is a gigantic waste of money, right? So we should be, we well, should be, well, go ahead. That's good information. This is the problem is it's a, um, it's a riff cut white oak and that's oh, very well, difficult to find. Yes. Now you're in a really, uh, a kind of cabinet that's beautiful. You're only going to be able to get it in custom cabinets, but why get custom cabinets right. and have a design that is, is amateurish, right? Right. So don't get right, the most expensive. I, I was just yelling at one of our designers last week. His customer was getting rift cut white oak cabinets. Okay. And he was leaving the soffit. The customer wasn't taking the soffit out over the tops of the cabinets. They were, oh, they were trying, no. they, yeah, they wanted to save that. money. It's like they're getting $30,000 in cabinets from us. Take out the soffit. Yeah. I don't care if there's plumbing up there. Right. It's not going to cost more than $1,000. To take out the soffit. Right. Don't don't be having us sell you fifty thirty thousand dollars in cabinets without fixing that first, right? right? So yeah, don't get right. rift oak cabinets and have the beam coming down in your in the middle of your room. The designer needs also needs to be up to the task of the fancy cabinet design, the fancy cabinet choices right. that you're making. Right. So, but maybe right. come back to us after you got the rest of the design, and we can play around with it a little bit more and white it out. And then give you, but I, you know, I don't want to invest too much more time just because I, I don't know exactly where I would put a table if I was going to do that and what other changes. Right. I but even okay. if I was going to do the island, I would, yeah. you know, almost certainly lower the ceiling and I'd probably sent, I'd probably put this, the sink in the island and make the island deeper if I had to, but put the sink in the island so that the stove could then be centered on that long wall and then design from there. But once we get the other dimensions, if you can get it to us, then I can really sort yeah, of I'd, hand I'd love draw. To. That'd be great. On, yeah, it's very okay. easy. I mean, we don't have to do it on the computer. I can just white out all the cabinetry that's there, sort of hand draw into the, the space what, what I think is going to fit. And then, then the designer could take it from there. Okay. That'd okay. be great. Okay. Um, so yeah, thank you. I really appreciate your time today and your wisdom. Yeah. It was very enlightening. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm well, I'm thank very so blunt much. and I apologize. No, but it, it's I, sort of like I appreciate it. That's that's why I called to get to get your opinion and I appreciate it. Yeah. And you know, even if it's only, really you know, do. even just lowering the ceiling down 
and, and lowering it all down the four inches, that's a huge gonna that's gonna be a, just a huge difference in making the cabinets smaller so that they're not this really unusually gigantic height cabinet will just look okay. so much better with nice molding on top. Okay. Okay. That's, really, that's helpful information. I really appreciate your time. Okay, today. Elizabeth. Thanks so much, Paul. Oh, good talking to you. All right. Bye -bye. Take care. Bye -bye. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer, Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.